1: When I was about 25 years old. I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with US guitar legend Rex Carroll. How you doing, brother? I'm doing
0: great. Nice to talk with you, man.
1: It's so cool to catch up with you, and I've been a big fan of White Cross for many years. Of course, you were the guitarist. And I remember their song, In the Kingdom, was one of my favorite songs when I was a young guy that had hair and a mullet back in the days. Um, You've also been in bands like uh, King James and Fierce Heart and your own music Mm -hmm. over the years as well. Uh, Let's find out a bit of your story, Mm -hmm. Rex. Where were you born and raised? Yeah,
0: well, I'm originally from Cincinnati, uh, Ohio, which is right smack in the middle of the country. Um, And then my parents moved around a little bit when I was young. I ended up near Chicago and that's where I live these days. I'm a little bit north of Chicago and uh, right right near Lake Michigan and um, I have a church out there that uh, I've been part of for about 30 years now. Um, we was, uh, some years ago, um, I was looking for a church that would support me as far as being a Christian musician in a a traveling band, I I felt that I needed some pastoral support for that um, because my career is not like your average career. So uh, Cornerstone Church was a good church for me. It was a good fit, and it's been a great place. My family has grown up there, and um, yeah, so that's where I'm pretty much plugged in these days, and um, life is good.
1: Fantastic, mate. And tell us a bit about your upbringing. Did you have like a religious upbringing?
0: My parents went to, to church. My mom uh, and I continued going to church all through my teenagers. She likes to go to a lot of Presbyterian and Methodist churches, uh, which is a little bit more about They I like to get out and do things in the community. You know, they're more like works-based. Um, that, that appealed to her. So that's the kind of churches we went to. And then when I went to uh, university, I started reading the Bible uh, seriously for myself and getting involved in bible studies and and uh, really learning my way um, theologically and then, as I said, uh, for the last thirty years i've been part of a great church here in Chicago, so yeah Until- I can never recall a time when I was not a christian, yeah but i I do remember uh, when I was seventeen, I read a book. You probably remember this book, The Late Great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey. Yeah. I read that book, and it literally scared the hell out of me. I was like, oh, I never, you know, um, now he was writing about the rapture and uh, the apocalypse and all this stuff, and this book came out in the early 70s, and he was predicting, like, the end of the world by the mid-1980s, and, of course, none of that came to pass, but... It did get me reading the book of Revelation. It got me reading the book of Daniel. And, you know, as I became more aware of the scriptures, so I prayed the sinner's prayer. And I I do recall uh, taking that seriously for myself. So I kind of marked from that point as the time when I made my own decision that, yes, I am a Christ follower and a Christ believer. And, um, you know, that's when when it became real to me. And and then from there uh, i went into a music career starting with my guitar degree at university and then and then uh, starting white cross and uh, all the other things i have done
1: and tell us a bit about your love for music like did you get trained as a as a kid in music or did, did you, yeah yeah oh,
0: yeah yeah I, I, in fact i was a little i was a wee taught um, in 1964, uh, my parents had the television on and I saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show on the TV and I flipped out. I thought, Oh boy, this is what I want to do. I want to be that. Huh. Uh, they looked like they were just having so much fun and I loved music from such an early age and I wanted to be like Ringo. I wanted to play the drums and so I was collecting drums. And I think my mom made a practical decision. She's like, no way I'm going to have drums banging around the house for the next 10 years. So, you know, get the boy a, a guitar or something seriously. a serious musical instrument. So on my 10th birthday, I got a guitar. Um, and i played it ever since. And I also grew up playing the violin and I played the piano and Had some classical training, uh, so and that's been very useful to me as well.
1: And tell us a bit about how the band White Cross formed.
0: At university, as a teenager growing up, you know there was no such thing as Christian rock music. It didn't exist. So I was growing up listening to Led Zeppelin and ZZ Top and Black Sabbath. I, I when I was 15. I took great pride in being able to play all the Black Sabbath songs by heart. You know, I I, I thought that was important. But it always occurred to me that, boy, you know, one of these bands needs to, uh, nobody ever gives God the credit. And I wonder why that is. And that was something that always puzzled me. And I thought to myself, someday when I have a band of my own, uh, I think it's important that God gets the credit. And I didn't know exactly what that meant at the time, but I had that stirring on you know, inside of my heart and my spirit, and, and uh, at university I was introduced to a Christian band, and um, I got to, we went to concerts, I got to see second chapter of Acts, and I got to see Keith Green and Larry Norman and a lot of the pioneers of the Christian music movement. And then I saw a resurrection band with Len Kaiser and that was a great time for me. It's kind of showed me a template of, Hey, you could have a Christian rock band too. And you could be like these guys. So I kind of held that example in my head and I create, I wanted to create my own band. But meanwhile, I, I got signed to Atlantic records with a mainstream rock band called Fierce Heart that many, many people know about. And, uh, so I actually did that first, and people say, oh, that was in your your pre-Christian days. It's like, no, uh, it's just the way that life worked out. Um, I had that experience. It was a good experience. It prepared me. I learned how to be in the studio. I learned about record labels. I learned about publishing. I learned a lot about the business in that band. And then um, put together the White Cross Band with uh, Scott Wenzel and... Started writing songs and we play at little small time events. And once we put our first record out, it just sold on word of mouth. People, it turned out to be the record that people wanted, and nobody knew it. We didn't know it. It's like one day I'm teaching guitar lessons at the local music store, and um, Pure Metal Records called me and they just to tell me they interrupted a guitar lesson. I was with the student at at the music store and. just wanted me to know that all the retail outlets, they're sold out, everybody's reordering it and the, it's selling in droves. And next thing you know, we had to go out and play live. And I remember we got a shot to play at cornerstone 87 and our record had just come out and they put us on a really good spot, opening for, in front of blood good and, we played our set, and I just remember people were just, there was a lot of jaws hanging open. People were, who is this band? Why are we not heard of them? And why do we not have their record? Where is the record? And then that, that was just a really great moment for us because uh, everybody took went home from that festival and, and spread the word, yeah, there's this really cool band and we got to check it out, and then everybody bought the record. And then we went out and opened for Steve Taylor, and after that we just played on our own, and did our own shows. And we've been imminent until this very day, this very moment.
1: Well, it really is groundbreaking what happened with White Cross back in the day. And, you know, you mentioned Resurrection Band. You know, that's another band I can remember. But there are other bands, you know, like Striper that were very well known, uh, Deliverance. Right. Uh, I remember... You know, I mean, nowadays you've got bands like P.O.D. and Skillet. Uh, There's there's a few more Christian bands around. But back then, you guys really didn't have many other bands that were Christian that played that heavy metal kind of music, did you?
0: Yeah, at that time, I mean, there were some bands that came out before White Cross, I think Bloodgood was out, Baron Cross was out, and Striker was out, of course. But there wasn't anybody doing the music that I wanted to do and I also believe that i i kind of i liked the White cross as one of the last of the original wave of groups that we 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 didn't there was no blueprints we were making it up as we went along, so we were just literally inventing the style the genre of christian rock music uh, it was we were just creating it as we went as we went along, and I just wanted to have a band uh, give God the glory and then Scotty of course wanted to have a ministry to preach uh, the gospel and have evangelism at the concerts and so we combined all of that and uh, that's what we have and it's a that's our mission and that mission has has not changed uh, to this day so we want to play great music I don't believe that God is honored by your your Sunday leftover efforts. I think he wants your best work. Um, I take the calling to, to play well. I mean, I think I think that's really important for bands. And um, and then you've got to be about evangelism. You've got to be about the, the things of the Lord. And you've got to know that he's called you to this ministry because it's a hard ministry, man. It's not easy.
1: Have you ever been down to Australia?
0: Yeah. Um, we had two tours. First tour was awesome. It was promoted by uh, David Smallbone. David lives in uh, Nashville now, yeah. and his kids have all gone out and made bands. Um, do you remember Rebecca St. James?
1: Yeah, and for King and Country, yeah. And for King and Country, yeah, yeah. exactly. Awesome. Aussies. So
0: I was, I was over uh, – we, we, uh, I, I remember being over at the Smallbone uh, household, and he's out and back cooking steaks on the grill, and <laughs> I'm inside the house and Rebecca wanted to play Nerf baseball and her mom was yelling at her like, you don't be playing, you know, don't be playing ball inside the house. Just at that moment, uh, I pitched, I, I, you know, I just soft pitched the Nerf ball to her and she whacked it with the baseball bat and bam, you know, she hit the ball and knocked the lamp over.
1: <laughs>
0: it was hilarious. Wow. So, so good. I remember that. That was great, great fun, and uh, I think the King and Country guys were like they were all like in their diapers <laughs> at that time, if I re- if I recall correctly, because they had they had a lot of small kids running around.
1: Yeah, so cool. Well, hopefully you can come back down under Australia one day, hey?
0: I would love to. I would love nothing better.
1: And tell us what it looks like today. What What are you doing these days in ministry-wise?
0: We have after thirty-seven years together. Scotty is more or less retired. Um, He's not doing much these days. We have a new singer in White Cross. Um, We're calling it White Cross 2.0 for now, but uh, we may just refer to it as White Cross down the road. I'm not sure. But um, anyways, the the group is still together, and we have played a couple of times um, this year. Of course, last year we lost because of COVID, but we're back here this year. We have a, uh, we have a record label um, just this morning. I heard from my, um, my record label about there uh, a booking agency that uh, wants to take us on and put us out there. And so that's very exciting. Um, so we're planning to be back in action because we have a a message that the world needs to hear and God's not done with us yet. And, uh, you know, uh, people talk politics is the big thing in the news these days and people are are angry uh, at the idea of having to get vaccinated and some people are angry because they're angry at the ones who don't want to get vaccinated and everybody's mad about something and politics is not going to fix anything. Uh, what, the only thing that's going to make any difference is revival. People need to humble themselves before the Lord and um, allow God to have first place in your life. And then that's when enough people do that, then some of our, some of our national uh, issues that we have will take care of themselves. If we can put God back on the throne and let God lead the way, uh, as it used to be, we need to get back to that. So we have a message, and we need it now more than ever.
1: Absolutely. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself, Rex, and it is such a privilege to catch up with you today. If people want to find out more, the website is rexcarolmusic.com, and there you'll find links to uh, some of the uh, YouTube videos and some of the information uh, about bands like White Cross, and King James and Fierce Heart, different bands that Rex has been a part of. And uh, Rex, mm-hmm. uh, I remember when I first started in Christian radio in my teenage years, playing the song In the Kingdom and thinking it had the best <laughs> message, way. the best message the world needs to hear. You know, we're alive, we are strong, we're a nation, we belong. We all need to get together in the kingdom. You know, it's so it's such an important song. Uh, and uh, I, really, I just right. want to thank you for the influence that song has had and, and many of your other great songs as well. And uh, it's been such a privilege to catch up with your ex. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Matt. My pleasure. And stay in touch all the time. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to bibleleague.com.au. Station sponsor.